0: Every morning, I would come back into the energy of this is where we're going, this is where we're going. And it became this filter, right? It became this filter through which I could disseminate everything. I could make decisions based on, is this going to get me closer to the one thing or push me further away? It helped me to streamline my process. It helped me to keep energy and momentum when things got hard. When a book came out and it wasn't as successful being able to come back to that practice the next morning was a reminder of like, yeah, okay, not this time, but this is where we're headed. And of course, all along the way, on the way to this massive goal, all along the way, there were massive improvements, there were opportunities, there were things I had never experienced before. So even though you're working towards one big thing that's like way out there and you're trying to reach it, it feels really far away, you're gonna get stuff along the way that makes the journey feel worthwhile so I did this practice every day and eventually I would get to the place where it came true hi I'm Rachel Hollis and this is my podcast Whatever it is my guests are into, I want to unpack it so that we can all understand. These are conversations. This is information for the curious. This is the Rachel Hollis Podcast. Hi, guys. Rach. How is everyone? I hope this finds you well. Today's episode is an exciting announcement and a bunch of information and all sorts of reveals about what I've been working on for months and months and months. And yeah, that's what we're going to talk about, specifically Start Today. Where to begin? I'm going to pretend that you've never heard of Start Today, the brand, the journal, the planner, the notebook, any of the things, and I'm going to take you on a journey through entrepreneurship and content creation and branding, the highest highs, the lowest lows, stepping away from a piece of your business and coming back into it, plus kind of telling you where the Start Today brand is going in the future. So I feel like I've told the story so many times now. It's like lore. But I have been an entrepreneur for over 20 years I have been a dreamer all my life. I have been setting goals and trying to achieve them, I mean, since Jump Street. Like I've just, I've done this stuff for a very long time. And I think like anyone who is trying to better themselves or trying to grow in some way and you're self-taught, you learn kind of slowly, right? Like you get a little piece of advice, you hear a quote, You read a book from the library. You get to have lunch with a mentor. It's like my beginning years back in my 20s of trying to work on myself or figure out how to run a business or how to make that business profitable, the gains that I made against that were pretty slow. And they're pretty slow because while we had internet, it wasn't the beautiful, robust offering that there is today. So a lot of the information that I would find really would come in these small, tiny chunks. Now I feel like I could go on Instagram or YouTube and I could get more information in 20 minutes off of social media than I did in a year pouring through Success Magazine or Entrepreneur Inc. But it was slow going and I tried all kinds of stuff. And so I guess this would be – I'm 40 now, so I think this is probably – I would find myself in my late 20s when I was really trying to like figure things out. And it was when I started to go to business conferences and started to try and get more information about how to do any of it better. I had maybe one or two employees at that time. I was barely scraping by. I wasn't really making good money, but I was so passionate about it. And I was trying so hard. I mean, that is something I can say, and I know a lot of you are the same way. I I never lacked for effort or for belief. And I just, I guess because I come from, you know, my lineage, my grandparents, my ancestors are very, very hardworking people. And I guess I just, you know, work ethic and the value of work and all of that is just a big part of my life. So I had always believed that if I was willing to work hard enough, I could get anywhere. And that's not true. Working hard is not enough. It's not enough for me, which means it's definitely not enough for many people all over the world who don't have my privilege, who don't have my access, who don't have my resources, Not to say that whoever you are, you don't work super hard for what you've got. And I've worked my ass off for what I have. But at the same time, that's not ever going to be enough. Yes, you have to work hard. But you also have to learn hard. You have to acquire knowledge. You have to acquire skills. You have to figure out ways to level up. As a side note, I'm mean, going to tell the story a lot now because I'm getting questions that kind of revolve around this of people not understanding how they can get promoted, how they can make more money, how they can take better care of their families if they're working for someone else. And I love to remind people or maybe to tell someone for the very first time that a job is an exchange of value. Someone is giving you their money for your time. Right? And depending on where you are in your career or how much you know, whether you're working for someone else or even when you're a small business owner or you got a side hustle, the value of your time is really basic when you first begin. And the way that you increase what your time is worth, like what it costs for your time is through knowledge and experience. I was in my late 20s and I was beginning to go to things and try and learn how to do stuff better. And I really began journaling a lot again. And I had journaled kind of my whole life to like process feelings like Dear Diary. I I had done that kind of journaling, but I hadn't really journaled to get anywhere. I mostly was journaling to talk about where I was. And that can be really healing and really helpful, but it's a different kind of work that you want to do when you're aiming at something. So I began to journal, and I began to keep track of what my goals were and where I wanted to go. And I would write them down occasionally, or it would be like a new year, or I would be setting quarterly goals for my business, and I would get really specific and really focused about what the dream was. And then life would get in the way, and you're raising kids, or... Some of you are in school or you're taking care of your parents. There's just stuff that happens, and it's not as easy to stay focused on where it is you want to go. So I was doing it a bit, but not really. And when I was journaling, I did have a gratitude practice. And I've had a gratitude practice for a long time, not consistently, but honestly, since I was a little girl. I have proof of this because my big sister sent me a photo of me making her a gratitude journal for Christmas when I was like 12 because I loved a gratitude journal because I was an Oprah baby. I watched the Oprah show every day, and Oprah said we should have a gratitude practice. And even as a little girl, I would do it. So I had a gratitude practice in my notebook where I would like write down my to-do list, where I would write down the stuff for work. I just would keep everything in one place. And I was at a business conference, and I heard someone talking about writing down their goals. And he said that he wrote his goals down everywhere, like they were in his car, on post-it notes, on the mirror, on like everywhere he went, his goals were listed in front of him. And I thought that sounded amazing. But I didn't at the time, and I know some of you are the same way, I didn't feel comfortable with... I, I didn't really even want to write the goals down because some of my goals were so big, it I couldn't even believe that they were my dreams, right? Like, it just seemed so outlandish. But also, I had a partner who didn't have the same vision that I did. And by the way, if you're like, yeah, that's me, my wife, my husband, my girlfriend, my boyfriend, my partner, they don't get it. I tell them my ideas. I tell them my dreams. I tell them my goals. And they look at me like I'm an alien. It's very normal. And it's normal because God did not give them your vision. Like you see something, you have imagination, you have this idea of who you can be. And then you try and paint the picture for other people because it's scary to attempt to lead out on something that nobody else can see. So I was too afraid to write down my goals because I didn't want my husband at the time to see them because I didn't want him to be like, what are you talking about? Like, this is crazy. So I didn't have the courage to put the goals up on post-it notes, but I did have the courage to write them down in my journal. And the other thing I had heard was this concept of writing your goals as if they had already happened. And I thought this was wild. Like that was the craziest idea. So for a long time, one of my goals was like someday I will get paid $500 to give a keynote speech. But this person that I was watching at this conference suggested that you write the goal as if it had already come true. Now, fast forward to 12, 13 years later, and me having such a better understanding of manifestation and the law of attraction and vibration and what we put out and where focus goes, energy flows. Like, I didn't know that stuff back then. In the moment, in the, you know, conference room or whatever, or wherever I was hearing that speech, it made sense to me. I was like, whoa, that's bold. And I thought, if I wrote that stuff down every day as if it had already happened— That would be, that would like make my brain wake up and pay attention. That would be like scary and exciting and it would invoke some emotion in me. So screw it, I'm just going to start. So every morning I would do my gratitude practice. I would write down five or 10 things that I was grateful for and then I would write my goals. And I didn't have a ton of them at the time, but I would just write down things that I saw for my future that felt like big and exciting. And oh my gosh, wouldn't that be amazing if, and I just did this. And I did it all the time, over and over for days and days. It became my practice for a year, for two years. And it definitely helped me to stay more focused and stay more energized and stay more excited about what I was working on, which is really important when you're, you know, trying to build something. But I definitely didn't feel like it was helping me to get any closer to where I wanted to go because I was still just writing down a bunch of stuff, but it wasn't giving me clear direction. And then I read The One Thing by Gary Keller, which I have talked about on the show a million times. I've interviewed Gary, he's interviewed me. I cannot recommend it enough. I'm gonna give you a Cliff's Notes version real quick. So you get the gist. And you should still read. It's a fantastic book. It doesn't take that long. And just as a reference, Gary Keller is of Keller Williams, which if you're not in the U.S. is just a massive real estate company here in the U.S. So he knows what he's talking about when it comes to how to build a business. But essentially, he says in this book, write down all the goals that you have and then look at the list and choose the one goal on this list that is so massive, that is so massive that if this one goal came true, every other goal on your list would go away because they are now obsolete. Because you've achieved the biggest thing, so those other things automatically happen because that was so big. And this made, I was like, oh, I wanna try this thing. So now I had a new practice in my notebook, five things I was grateful for, 10 goals, dreams that I had for my life. And then I would figure out what's the one dream on this list that if this dream were to come true, everything else here would be automatic. I am taking my four children away this weekend to go skiing. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. And so I had my one goal, which was become a New York Times bestseller. That was the goal. Everything else on my list would be made manifest if that one dream came true. And I wrote that down over and over and over. I have all my old notebooks. I could show you the images of me just writing it down over and over and over. And this practice is so essential in why I am here today. And look, I have said this for as long as I have had the Start Today brand. You can do this practice for free. You do not need to buy anything. I have told you exactly what I did. Five things that I am grateful for every day. 10 dreams, like imagine your dream life. Imagine exactly what you want it to be. Imagine this vision and then think of 10 elements of that. That if your dream life came true, these 10 things would be real. And by the way, if you want to do a meditation. Like I will take you through a whole process, the whole meditation. I will, the whole thing, I will help you visualize. I'll help you I'm not selling anything. It's hundred percent free. It's a podcast episode. I'm going to tell you where to go in one minute and we can do it together and you can get the vision and you can get any notebook you have, grab a notebook from wherever, grab a piece of paper. And this is your practice. Five pieces of gratitude, 10 dreams of your ideal life. And the one goal that you're going to focus on first. So I did this over and over. And I don't know if you all know my story about being a New York Times bestseller. It was my greatest dream. I was obsessed with it. I had a bottle of champagne that someone had given me when I got married, a bottle of Dom Perignon, which I didn't drink champagne. it was, I knew it was super nice. So I was like, well, we can't drink this unless it's a very special occasion. So I took washi tape and I put on the bottle of champagne – New York Times bestseller. And I promised myself that when I was a New York Times bestseller, I would pop that champagne and have the best drink of my life. And that champagne bottle sat in cupboards and went from one fridge to another, went to my fridge at work, went from one house to another. I toted that bottle of champagne around for a decade, maybe. Sometimes I saw it and it made me really excited. Sometimes I saw it and it made me sad because I was ashamed that I hadn't gotten it yet. Because what people... May not know is that yes, Girl Wash Your Face was a number one New York Times bestseller, but Girl Wash Your Face was my sixth book. So there were five books, and it is freaking hard. It is so hard to write a book. So if every time you write a book, you're like, this is it, this one's gonna be the one, they're gonna love it. I'm about to be a New York Times. And then it would just, you know, it would never happen. That was the goal. And every morning I would come back into the energy of this is where we're going, this is where we're going. And it became this filter, right? It became this filter through which I could disseminate everything. I could make decisions based on, is this going to get me closer to the one thing or push me further away? It helped me to streamline my process. It helped me to keep energy and momentum when things got hard, when a book came out and it wasn't as successful, being able to come back to that practice the next morning was a reminder of like, yeah, okay, not this time, but this is where we're headed. And of course, all along the way, on the way to this massive goal, all along the way, there were massive improvements. There were opportunities. There were things I had never experienced before. So even though you're working towards one big thing that's like way out there and trying to reach it, and it feels really far away, you're gonna get stuff along the way that makes the journey feel worthwhile. So I did this practice every day and eventually I would get to the place where it came true. It came true. It was the best champagne That ever existed or will ever exist. It was so amazing. I was so proud of myself. It is like a watershed moment in my life of that phone call from my publisher saying that the book had become a New York Times bestseller. And I do love to tell people that that book became a New York Times bestseller three months after it came out, which is unheard of. And I say that specifically for those of you who. Have created something and the world told you it came out and nobody cared. And you think, okay, well, the dream is dead. You never know. You never know what's going to happen. You never know what God has in store. You never know what the universe is up to. Keep the faith. I think at some point after that had happened, I put on social media, I was like showing my journal. And I was like, oh, yeah, look, guys, this was the one thing. And I wrote it down. And look, all the other dreams on here. They've come true in pursuit of this one thing. And my audience, which was much smaller at the time, but my audience freaked out. What is that? Rachel, what is that? What is that practice? We need this. How do you do that? I'm like, oh, it's so easy. Five pieces of gratitude, 10 dreams, one goal. You just write it down. Same thing every day, every day, every day. You change up the gratitude, but everything else on your list stays the same until you achieve it. Then you can cross it off and put a new dream on there and they were like you what, we need this journal we need. I'm like no it's a notebook i got it at target like it's not a thing just do this in your notebook but they kept asking like make a journal make you got to make this you got to make this you got to make this for us and i'd never had a product before but i was like oh huh well maybe i could figure it out i don't know and it took a very long time Cause when you don't know anything about making a journal, it takes a hot minute again. Now things are so much easier, but back then it was super hard. But we figured it out. We had a little team and we figured out how to do things. And I wrote, you know, what it was and I laid out, I basically made these pages that were like what I was doing in my notebook. And we found a printer and, you know, we figured out covers and I felt really strongly that we were going to do something super cool with the brand. And it just so happened as fate would have it, I met an incredible woman at a trade show. I'd gone to a trade show to try and understand kind of how the product world works. And I met this amazing person named Rachel Campbell, who we all called RC. And if you guys have been part of the community for a while. you probably have heard me talk about RC or seen her or come to a conference where she was working, but she became my head of product and she helped me figure out how to make those journals. and we made them. We did the first round. and, uh, I mean, I we did a very small run, maybe a thousand journals or something, and it felt massive, just so massive. I was just like crapping myself, like, are we about to light all this money on fire? They sold out immediately. And then we were like, oh, dang, okay, we gotta figure out how to print more journals. And that time, I think the order was for like 15,000 journals, and that felt terrifying. We put them on sale. They did so well. I mean, God love this community. You've been around forever, and you were so here for it. And I think probably too, the community had seen me using this process for so long. That they wanted to try it out themselves. Slash also, I like I said, I've said since the beginning, and I will say this as long as I do this work: like, don't buy the journal. Don't buy the journal. Do it in a notebook that you have. But if you're a bougie little bitch like me and you want to have the aesthetically pleasing vibe of the journal, then okay, fantastic. Like, I got you. So we launched the second round of journals were completely unprepared for the volume of orders that we would have. As fate would have it, was right before Christmas. We had thousands and thousands and thousands of journals, and in a period of time that will live in infamy as something we called Journal Gate, uh, we came into work. We put the journals on sale. So we came into work the next day, and I had we were using like a freelancer or some sweet gal that we were using who was in charge of our customer service. She was part-time. She wasn't a customer service expert. She was just someone we found. <laughs> sweet. Oh, she was so sweet. And she said, I think there's a glitch. There's something wrong. I have 2000 emails. I have 2000 emails in my inbox of people looking for their journals. I think there must be some kind of glitch. Like it's one, one or two emails that, keep getting sent over and over. And we're like, what? And we go look and no, in fact, it really was 2,000 people emailing because they had ordered the journal but not gotten any confirmation. So their credit card had been charged. No confirmation has been given. And it's been a few days. And people, rightfully so, are like, did you just steal our money? What is going on? And we reach out to the vendor who's in charge of shipping our journals because like, Many of these people should have actually received their product already. So we reach out to the vendor and we can't get a hold of them. And we're like, oh my gosh, what's going on? We were referred to these people by a very trusted business advisor who said, oh, they're the best. You got to use them. And this company, whose name I will not mention, is the worst business dealing of my life. They legitimately were our... 3PL, so our third party logistics company, which is like they take the orders and they ship it to your people, they legitimately just did nothing, did absolutely nothing. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts It's spring guys, or it's very close to spring, which means it's very close to the time of the year where I start planting my garden for summer. And this year I was really excited to add a lemon tree, not from a seed, but like an actual tree. Did you know that fast growing trees is the biggest online nursery in the US with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the US. You can grow lemon, avocado, olive, or fig trees inside your home on top of the wide variety of houseplants available. Fast-growing trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. Right now, they have some of the best deals online, like up to half off on select plants. And listeners of my show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code RACHE at checkout. Guys, get a lemon tree like me. We can be twins. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code RACHE at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code RACHE. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. I still can't totally understand what happened. But, I mean, we tried everything. We called. We got our friend involved who had referred. We emailed. Like, we were going to send someone to drive over there to figure out what was going on. Because, mind you, they have all of our product. And the emails in our inbox just keep growing. Now it's 3,000. Now it's 4,000. We have one part-time customer service and a small team of people. We find out that the person who's like running our account, this logistics company, just like went a wall. They had no one to do it. No one did it. All of this to say, we get them to like get their act together because we have no other option at this point. And we're desperate to get people their journals by Christmas or before Christmas so they can give them as gifts. We... Have a team of people, maybe like eight, who worked at the company at the time. We call everyone. We tell everyone on staff to call anybody they know. We were like, find a stay at home mama who can come here while her kids are at school. Tell her to bring a lawn chair because we do not have a place for her to sit. We get every, we probably had 20 moms, God bless them, 20 moms who came in sat in lawn chairs in our office for two weeks straight as literally every member of our team, me, RC, my husband at the time, like every single person was working around the clock, answering emails, telling people, I'm so sorry, finding the orders. It was one of the most stressful experiences in my entire life. And in retrospect, easily one of the moments I'm most proud of as an entrepreneur, because it was, I mean, probably 10,000 orders that we had to track and look for. And every single person got their order late. We had people who were super angry, who wanted money back, who just, you know, like managing the customer service of that was so intense. But it is without question one of the things I'm most proud of because, man, when our feet were to the fire, like we kept going. We didn't, you know, freak out. We kept going. So- That was really how the Start Today Journal (laughs) came on the scene. She came on with fury and drama and chaos. And I really think it probably was emblematic of kind of what would happen with that brand over time. And I was really, really clear for as long as it existed what I wanted Start Today to be. I said it over and over and over. And if you happen to remember like the original social or the original website, the tagline that I wrote and used was small batch cover design. So my vision for the Start Today journal, the interior is always the same. But my vision for the Start Today journal was that once a quarter, we would drop new covers. Because A single journal should take you a quarter to fill out. And I thought, well, wouldn't it be cool if, like, kind of like fashion, there was a new cover for every quarter? Like, that'd be so cute. And then you could have this stack of journals and all their spines would be different colors. And those of you who are fans of that product, you probably have your journal stack. I've got my journal stack in the closet here. It was like a thing. And I really wanted that to be small batch cover design. We make a certain amount. When it's gone, it's gone. And you have to wait until next quarter to get it back. But it just happened that this journal was launched at the beginning of 2019, if I'm not mistaken, maybe 2018. But whatever year it was, it was when my career and my company started to explode. Just nothing nothing we did didn't work. Everything was working. And that is based almost entirely off the success of Girl, Wash Your Face and Girl, Stop Apologizing. And so the audience was really amped to have another book, in this case, a journal. And so the orders every time would get a bit bigger and to be totally honest with you, it just, it all would feel very rushed. Like I would want to make changes and improvements, but it felt like there was never enough time because you've got to, you know, we got to get the orders in because it'll take so long to have them shipped here. And it was just a lot. And I didn't have the confidence in myself because I had never done a product. Like I didn't have the confidence to say, let's slow down. Like let's, let's pull back. Like, let's do this in a different way. Let's not get over our skis. Like, let's make sure we're making smart choices. The team kept getting bigger (laughs) and the team kept saying like, yeah, yeah, no, no. We'll like next time, next time you'll have a longer process or Next time we'll have a little bit more room. But then next time I would be on the road for three weeks and then I'd come back and they'd be like, we got to have these decisions today or we can't meet our deadlines. It was just, it was a lot. And if I'm being super honest with those of you who who were there during that time, Start Today started to be very stressful for me. And I think it was just, Because it represented a way that I didn't want to do business. And I also liked that it was helping people. I mean, if you go to the Start Today Instagram, it's so cool. And you can see the pictures of what we call STJ dream catchers, which are Start Today Journal dream catchers. Because in the journal, you write down 10 dreams you have for your life. And when someone would achieve a dream, they'd post about it on social. And we'd all celebrate them and it was so cool because people had dreams that were so different people would use a journal to get them through their mba program people would use a journal to help them stay positive during a fertility journey people use the journal to deal with grief they used it to manifest the love of their life they used it to get to a million dollars in revenue like they use it for all of these amazing things and it was so cool to see that within the community. So I was like, well, it's really gratifying that this is working. And it was selling really well. And I have always loved a very specific (laughs) big box store. And it was a goal forever to have products in that store. Now I knew the process, right? Like set the goal, believe in the thing, and I had sold so many books at this store. So I was like, that would be the thing. That makes total sense. I want to get the journal into that place and wrote that down, manifested it, worked towards it. And I, it's like, I don't know if any of you who are entrepreneurs ever deal with that duality of like, there's one part of you. That's like the artist that you really want it to be as great as it can be. And then there's the other part of you that's like, shut up, artists. Like, these people want it. Like, let's do this thing. And I do think that's really how that time period felt where when we got confirmation that it was going to be in these stores, it was like the most elated I'd ever been And even then, it actually felt really good because it was a test run. They weren't sure if it would work. And so they did a small order and we created the most beautiful collection. I loved that collection. You guys remember? Oh, I love that collection. We did such cool stuff. I was so proud of it. It goes on sale, it immediately sells out. Women are lined up at the store. The morning it comes out, it sells out. We're so pumped. We're like, holy crap, this is amazing! And then the next round, they placed an order. The team came to me with an order that was for the most astronomical number of products. Even thinking about it is very stressful. And I remember seeing the number. There's a couple times in my career as an entrepreneur where I saw an offer being made and my gut was like, nope that's too much. Where like someone's offering something and you're just like, this is more than I could have ever hoped for and something about it's wrong. And when they told me the number that they wanted to bring in, on um, the team's like pissing themselves because, I mean, this is about to like make us, right? Like this is the thing. Everyone's going to have this journal. It's going to be amazing. And I'm just thinking... This is so much product. And I really didn't understand how retail works. I really didn't understand how retail works at all. Let me quick side note for those of you who are entrepreneurs. I was interested in investing in a company. I was pitched an investment in a company a couple of years ago. And I was getting pitched, you know, after all of this stuff had happened. So I had a really strong perspective on this. And it is still a very strong perspective, which is if you do not have to be in a physical store with your product, why would you ever be in a physical store with your product? This was a really specific, very cool company that I was looking at. And I can say, I actually can say it. I won't say the name of the brand, but it was an all natural, really good dog food that was like for people who are obsessed with their dogs and the dog food is really high quality and they would send it to your home and it was just it was like vets had done it was like so fantastic and they the whole thing was they had built up the business to online subscription services for this company and I loved everything about it I loved the finances I loved the founder but they were obsessed that their next big thing and what they wanted to use the money for was to get into the exact retailer that I had gotten into. And I was like, you don't understand what your margin's going to be. Because when you sell DTC, d- when you sell directly to a consumer, you have the cost of your goods, the cost of shipping and packaging and all of that. And then the remaining margin is yours to keep. When you sell into a retailer, you, it, it's nothing. What you're really getting out of that experience is exposure, and certain retailers are massive exposure for your brand. But for these people, they had had all of their success. I'm like, I promise you, I'm your target audience, and I don't, I don't want to go to the store to buy the dog food. I like that you're a subscription service. Why would you lose the margin? Why? why? Anyway, I didn't understand it then, and I didn't understand. A fundamental thing that later (laughs) would become my nightmare, which was that if you sell into a retailer, now I just want to, I want to establish this real quick. The retailer says, this is how many units I would like. And you're like, absolutely. Sure. We will figure out how to get you that many units. And then if those units don't sell, you are responsible for them. You're responsible for them. Not only are you responsible for them, you're responsible for what it costs that company to ship them back to you, what it costs that company to store them. It is all in the fine print uh, in, c- in case you're like, oh, okay. So like the then you had a lot of product and it went into the retailer uh, and it didn't sell. No, it didn't sell because that product launched in April of 2020. How many people you think wanted to work on their life and manifest their goals in April of 2020? And we also had a very strict mandate from that company that we were not allowed to tell anybody to go into store to get them. They were very anti, like you could not in your marketing, say anything about going to a store. The only thing you could talk about was ordering online. But like, no one's ordering online. This was like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, H, doesn't matter. Here's the gist. If you've got a crap ton of product that goes into a retail store in April of 2020, unless it was toilet paper or packaged food, but definitely not work on your life journal, And you don't understand also that you are now financially responsible for every piece of that. That company, they were just like, this doesn't work. You get all of it back. Even though they had picked the number of, it just, woo, it was so much. I just like no idea what to do. No idea what to do on like every level of my business, on every level of my business. Also the people who had made those decisions, you know, the team of people that had made those decisions, I don't think as an entrepreneur, I ever realized that if your company got to a big enough place that you had people making decisions for you and I own it because it was my company, but if you have people making decisions for you, it's just their job. It's just their job, but it's your company. So, it just being their job means that all of those people could bounce and go get other jobs. And certainly there were time periods that we, in COVID, where I had to do layoffs and it was horrible. And I'm really proud of how long as a company we fought to keep employees employed. But I looked back in you know, 2021, when I was really dealing with the ramifications of this choice and like how much product there was, just hyper aware that everyone who had made those decisions had bounced and was like thriving in other places, had gone on to bigger companies, bigger opportunities. And I'm the one there with all of the product, but also with all of the product and the awareness that I really felt like this thing that I believed in and loved. I had allowed to become bastardized. Like I had allowed it to become something it was never meant to be because I had let go of my vision of small batch cover design. It doesn't have to be this massive thing. It can be intimate and still powerful. It can, you know, have a small community and still be a good thing. I was so ashamed of what had happened. And I really couldn't even hold space for all of the goodness that Start Today is still. And it is the number one thing. Like I cannot tell you how many people come to tour and bring me their Start Today journal to sign because there's some goal in it that they achieved and they want me to know that they did it. It still is something that people post about on social, even though I haven't posted about it in a year. Like it's really cool what it was. But at the time, this is 2021. So a couple of years ago, I just, I hated it. It was this albatross around my neck and I was so upset with what it was. And so I spent a year, I guess a year, I can't even like remember when all these things go together, but I spent a year selling off the product that we had and Y'all, some of you were in it where we were like $5 journals for Christmas. Like I did everything to liquidate that stash because I didn't want to get rid of the product. I believed in the product, but I also, it was so much and you have to pay to have that stuff stored. It's a lot. Just FYI, like be careful with retail. Be careful with how many, be careful with over ordering is that's what I'm going to tell you guys. It's been over a year If I'm not mistaken, it's been over a year, maybe a year and a half, since I have touched the Start Today brand in terms of selling anything. I basically just let it go dormant. I had sent a note to the Start Today community and I said, this month is the last month that I'll sell the product. I honestly, I didn't have the capacity to even think about it. I wanted to be able to focus on the podcast, which I have done. And the podcast has grown exponentially because of that focus. My team is very small, trying to get bigger, but it's still very small. And I just didn't have the capacity to take on a product and the community and serve the community well. And so I said, I'm just going to take a sabbatical from this. That was, if I'm not mistaken, a year and a half ago. At the beginning of this year, I really started thinking about it a lot. You know, I still have all my Start Today journals and I have my Start Today hat and I wear it all the time. And I guess uh, the the pain of everything that had happened, I had made peace with it. I accepted it as part of my journey. And once I had made peace with it and forgiven myself, I remembered that this is something I really believe in. I really, really believe that anyone can make their life better if they're working hard, if they're staying focused, if they're looking for ways to improve, if they're staying in the right vibration. Like all of that stuff is true. I am living proof of it. So I just started to think about it again. And then I got to the place where I was like, I'm going to bring this back. I'm going to bring this back and I'm going to bring it back with the intentionality that it was always meant to have. And it doesn't need to be, you know, massive and fancy and gajillions of copies. It just needs to be right. It needs to be a product made with the simplicity and the purity of the intention behind it. So I've been working four months on the new journal. It is not ready. This is not the podcast where I'm like, oh, we're going to go buy journals because it takes a very long time. It'll probably take, by the time it's done, I think it'll probably be a full year because I really wanted something that was exactly what I wanted it to be. And I also had some ideas for how to improve the interior. I'll tell you more about it when it's time. It's going to be more towards the end of the year or maybe the beginning of the year, but just like it's coming. But what I wanted to tell you guys today, so many of you have been on that journey with me and maybe didn't know the full story. Maybe we're in the midst of being an active member of the start date community and posting yourself using the journal. And then all of a sudden, like we just weren't posting anymore. And you got my email saying like, I have to step back from this. And I hope you get that. Like I'm sure you guys do that. There are just times in our life where we can't – I just didn't have the capacity to pour into it. But I feel like it's time and I believe as long as I go slowly and as long as I do it in a way that feels really good to me, that it can be great. I've been working on that. And then in working on that, I wanted more than anything – more than the journal, because I I cannot say this enough. Don't buy the journal. It's the, it's the product I got. Don't buy it. Do the practice, though. Be part of the community, though. Like, do those things. And so what I wanted more than anything was to revive this community of people. We're going to do that in a couple of ways. And all of them are free. There's not, This is not me being like, and no, it's just free. It makes my heart happy. I know it makes you, a lot of y'all's heart happy. So two things are happening. Number one, the Start Today podcast. The Start Today podcast is a thing and you should go subscribe. (laughs) What is the Start Today podcast? I think a lot of you were probably around very long time ago, like 2019, when – my ex-husband and I used to get on Instagram live every morning and like screw around. And then it became, you know, the start today morning show. It's not that, uh, those were fun times, but this is actually a podcast that is really geared for people who are working on some part of their life, but it's done through levity, through storytelling. It's, if you're familiar with this, it's like Rach Talk meets the Rachel Hollis podcast. It's, a lot shorter than episodes you'll find here. So it's 25 minutes sharing stories about my life. I'm talking about current events, but every single episode involves motivation, something I'm working on, something I think will be helpful. We've got experts coming in. It's just a different feel. And it is the Start Today podcast because the intention is this is how you start today. My hope is that you wake up every morning, you're driving the kids to school, you're doing your makeup, you're getting ready to go to the office or you're at the gym or whatever, and this is literally how you start each day. In starting this day, I hope that you feel the positivity and the light and the energy of this brand and that you take that with you into your day. That is the intention behind the Start Today podcast and it this is its first day. Start Today podcast is available anywhere you get your pods and I would love it. If you're still here, if you're still hanging out with me, go subscribe. That is the single-handed best thing that you can do for a podcast that you're interested in or someone whose content you like is subscribe to their channel. Go listen to episode two. So that's what's airing today. Episode number two of the Start Today podcast will give you a really good idea of what to expect. It's fun. It's irreverent. It's storytelling, but there's some goodness there. Episode one of the Start Today podcast is my brand new, totally revised, meditation vision casting for your future so that you never have to buy a journal. You do not have to buy a journal. You can listen to this podcast, episode one of the Start Today podcast, go listen to it. I take you through a guided meditation, help you to envision something big and bold and bright for your future. And then I teach you how to break it down and use this practice to keep yourself in the gratitude and on focus, right? How do I stay on focus for where it is I wanna go? That is episode one of Start Today Podcast. Episode two of Start Today Podcast is the first of many. If you're hearing this later, then you can go listen to maybe the whole week. So you can see it will always be there when you wake up. It is me and Jack hanging out and doing our best to uh, to bring some light into this world and create community for people who are working on themselves. That's what we've got. we got the Start Today podcast for you. If you're on Instagram, you can go to the Start Today brand. There's already you know, a lot of great followers there, but we're reviving, we're bringing fresh energy into it, we're bringing fresh content into it. So we'd love it if you wanna go follow along there. And if you are an existing member of the Start Today community already, number one, thank you. And number two, this community will only ever be as strong as we are collectively. Explain it, show it off, use, you know, hashtag STJ Dreamcatcher, use hashtag start today journal. I would love, and actually I think the most powerful thing that we can do on social media is to show your stories to show your stories, your truth, not just when you achieve the things, but show me what it looks like when you're working on it. Show me what it looks like to go back to school and try and raise a toddler. Show me a picture of you training for the marathon. Show me a picture of you working in your business. Show me the thing because I would love to use that content in the feed so we can show other people that every kind of person is trying their best. And we're not going to get there every day. We're not going to knock it out of the park every day. But damn it, there's a community of people who are willing to try. So those are a few ways that you can get involved. All of them are free. Just like want to love on you guys. Put good stuff out into the world. And really create a community of people who are interested in this too. So the Start Today podcast. Yes, that means I am now hosting two podcasts. <sighs> we got it, guys. We got it. I really, I was like, maybe, oh, maybe I could get someone else to host it because I really wanted the show. But I was like, how can I add? And then I was like, no, it has to be me. Like, I don't, at least for now. So yeah, go, go check it out. I hope you love it. I feel like if I had to rank Start Today and RHP, I would say Start Today is like the gateway. It's lighter. It's smaller doses of motivation. And then Rachel Hollis podcast is like, when you need to take a deeper dive. So I hope you dig it. I'm so grateful that you were willing to listen to this whole saga conversation, but I hope it gave you a better perspective on what the brand is, why it exists, and uh, how you can get involved if you feel like you're, if that's your jam. If you're the kind of person who's working on something, come on over and hang out. All right, guys, I'll be back soon with more conversation. Until then, as always, remember, I love you. And I'm rooting for you. The Rachel Hollis Podcast is produced by me, Rachel Hollis. It's edited by Andrew Weller and Jack Noble. Hi, I'm Cindy Lauper. My scalp was covered with psoriasis, which could lead to psoriatic arthritis. But Cosentix treats both. Register today at thisisils.org.